What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ring the Bell podcast presented by SeatGeek. Head over to SeatGeek.com right now and use the code on the bump for $20 off your very first ticket purchase. I'm Chrissy Francesco. Dean and Jason are here with us. And we have um, a couple of things to touch on. And then we'll get into the, the, the main topic of this podcast, which is the Phillies in the top 100 right now for Major League Baseball, which was just released, I believe, a week or two ago. Um, so, <laughs> of course, in Philadelphia sports, something always has to go wrong okay. um, with people with, with, that you get excited about, right? So Andrew Painter, who was basically <laughs> penciled in um, to be that fifth starter, one of the fifth starters that the Phillies were going to roll with uh, beginning uh, in the regular season, is now getting tested because he has some arm tenderness. Um, we were actually probably supposed to get an update on test results uh, Saturday or tonight, Sunday, when we are recording this. And we haven't gotten that yet. Uh, Manager Rob Thompson said that we will probably get updated tomorrow or Tuesday uh, or Monday or Tuesday. Um, So I'll go to you first, Jay. We haven't heard anything. I have heard that he's in good spirits. And I've been told that he's gotten multiple opinions, which also bothers me. Um, what are your what are your thoughts? What are your fears? Um, uh, where are you on this whole uh Andrew Painter arm tenderness situation? We've been around a long time. When we hear tenderness anywhere in your pitching arm, we o- almost usually go right to the worst. Uh, not good, especially because they said what he pitched Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Thursday they said they were uh, t- doing all the stuff tests? and Yes. Still haven't heard anything. So I think the farther out it gets, mm-hmm. um, it makes it more, to me, it just means it's a little more severe than they, they want, especially if it has to get that second opinion. Yeah. Because if it's something, it's like, if it's no big deal, they would just come out and say it. It's not, you know, you're not going to delay and have multiple multiple evaluations. Um, it, it makes you nervous because he's, he's the future a lot, you know, and, this season, not so much, but a lot when you have Nola up for free agency after the year, Wheeler there mm-hmm. a year after that, he's a big piece in that. And if you're 19 years old getting that Tommy John, uh, it's not as big as it was, you know, years ago. You know, as you saw Verlander last year came back and dominated. So it's, it's not as mm-hmm. big a deal, but having that type of injury, this, you know, right now is a little bit of concern because he's only 19. It, may, it does make it a little bit worrisome and um, you don't want him to miss the season. Um, Cause it definitely alters a lot of your plans. If he, I thought if he, if he looked good, it definitely, they don't go out and make a deadline move uh, mm-hmm. the trade deadline, but if he's hurt and they're missing him, mm-hmm. they're probably much more likely to go out. And it definitely alters the plans for the future as to uh, that may push up the NOLA signing because now you're not sure if you do have painter uh, going forward next year. And um, so it, d- it definitely affects a lot of uh, future plans for this team. Yeah, you know, Painter, who is competing for that fifth spot in the Phillies rotation, he made his first spring training start last Wednesday against the Twins. And the very next day, we got the the update uh, that he came into the camp with a tender elbow, which was according to Topper. Um, he, of course, declined to specify you know, what the test the Phillies were running on Painter, on whether he was getting a second opinion from what, what I've heard and what people have kind of said now is that there has been uh, a second opinion 
on on the elbow. Uh, he did say on Saturday that that Painter is is feeling good. He's good in spirits. Uh, he felt better on Friday. Uh, Painter was I, in the Phillies clubhouse on Sunday. I do want to add. I, I think it's a big deal. I think the biggest thing too is the kid actually said something. Yes, because you're you're a rookie competing for that number five spot. Him to come in and be like, "Yo, listen, my arm's not right." You know, a lot mm-hmm. of kids, you know, especially, you know, even veterans, guys would come in and just try to try to battle through it uh, and really affect it long term or, you know, miss a lot more time for him to come out and actually say, like, yo, it's not feeling right. I think that's a, a big deal and shows, you know, more of his character and, and what he what he is concerned, worried more, you know, thinking long term and not so much. Let me just get this number five mm-hmm. spot now. So I think it's huge for him to come out and actually say something in the beginning. Yeah, and he and he was in the dugout for Saturday's game against the Padres, and luckily the camera panned to him, and they showed that he was not wearing an arm brace or a sleeve. So that is super duper positive there. Um, Dean, how about you, man? Like when you first heard the the news um, on Painter, what were your thoughts? Uh, well, I just I was like, of course, like <laughs> we can't have anything nice, you know. Um, <laughs> So, but at the same time, I was kind of like relieved that it wasn't like Wheeler or Nola. Like right. if it's going to happen, you want it to happen to like your fifth starter or he might not even be the fifth starter. You know what I mean? Like, who yeah. knows? Uh, not that I would wish an injury on him, but like you're you're not one of the top rotation guys, you know? Right. Uh, so it's, it's not it's not the end of the world. And mm-hmm. I'd rather him if. You know, God forbid he would have to have Tommy John. I'd rather him do it yeah. now at 19 when he potentially might even be on the roster opposed to August. Yeah, that's, we're in the mid- middle of a middle of a playoff run, you know, trying to get to the playoffs, whether whatever position we're in you know, on the standings. And then it's like, oh, my God, what do we do now? So maybe they can reevaluate something. Good you point. Know, and. Maybe pull a trade off early in the season if they, unless they want to roll with four starters, you know what I mean? So, also a great point. Um, and you know what's funny? I, I thought about that earlier. And Dean, you bring up great points there is at the end of the day, this is the fifth starter. You know, if it, it's like you said, if this was a Wheeler or Nola situation, we'd be probably sweating at this point. Like, oh yeah. wow, these are our top two guys. Even if it was a Taiwan Walker, we'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. damn, that's our third starter yeah. or a Ranger, your third or fourth guy. But this, you know, if, if I'm going to have if there's going to be an issue in my rotation, I'm going to say, OK, the fifth starter. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go, you know, Billy Falters there. You can give some innings to Abel oh, or, or McGarry <laughs> or. <laughs> You know, at the end of spring training, guys are going to get cut from teams. So if you uh-huh. need to, you can go out and get a, a fifth starter for cheap somewhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, so- and, and the trend is now, I mean, the, usually the fifth, the fifth start is usually a bullpen day anyway. So exactly. I mean, it wouldn't really change anything. And then once you get in the playoffs, you only really run three to four starters anyway, most of the right. time. So it's not it's a shame if it's something serious. For it's, sure. It's not the end of the world. It's yeah. not like. Not like Trey Turner went down and they were like, great. What do we do? Trade for Cesar <laughs> Hernandez. You know what I mean? Like, you know, right. so it's, it, it could be, it could right. be a lot worse. Um, right. And look, if he need, if he needs, you know, God forbid, if he needs Tommy John, we're all going to look at each other and be like, I mean, he's 19. He's been pitching. A, he's been throwing a lot of balls for a long time in a row. Now it, it's almost like he's due for it. Every pitcher you almost say, well, he's kind of due for it at some point. Yeah, um, that's um, tough though. To pitch, do for nineteen though, 
at yeah. night. That's it's that's a little too young for me to be like excited about you know because yeah. he's what's he number five prospect in baseball. He's our number. You know, it's it's yeah. tough to say. It is nineteen years old. You need a Tommy John. It, it just tells yeah. you know how where's the arm at? Is sure. is the arm going to hold up long term? It's not like. You know, Verlander, he was in what, what season 17 when he needed it? Yeah. yeah. So to, to uh, actually, I was going to bring that up, Jay. Uh, a guy like Verlander just took a year off and was like, I'll be back and win a Cy Young. Where a guy <laughs> like Syndergaard has had to kind of work his way back through the bullpen and kind mm-hmm. of rediscover a pitching stuff. Like, he's not as a power pitcher anymore. He's more of a finesse guy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's got some of his speed back. And yeah. I, think, I think I last i saw he was hitting like 97 98 on the gun in spring training or something mm-hmm. like that so yeah but you don't know what you're going to get after that that surgery is he going to be verlander coming back and winning a cy young or is he going to be or, or some guys who don't even recover mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's not even about you know okay we'll bring him back through the bullpen like when we traded for Syndergaard last year fifth starter you know fringe starter bullpen guy yeah you know does he come back and he just doesn't have it at all anymore that's Good that's point. you know he's one of the three and you don't know yeah because we're assuming if, if a guy like Painter has to get Tommy John, you're probably not going to see him on the mound in a game for 18 months. Yeah. So you're looking at almost you know, over a year and a half, close to two years, depending on when he gets the surgery, how the rehab's going. He's 19, tw- going to be 20 soon. So I'm sure the healing process will go quite fine for him. Sure. Um, but you got to hope again, every every athlete, every person is built different. You never know what a setback can do to somebody like that, right? Sure. Um, because again, it's weird to say this, but at 19 and 20, you're he's still growing into his body. Like he's mm-hmm. still not done <laughs> like growing as an athlete and as, as a as as a human. So you never know what's gonna happen. When a guy like Verlander gets Tommy John, it's like, all right, I know what, what's gonna get done here. I, I know what's coming up. I know how my arm is probably going to react to this. I've been doing this for 30 years now. Like you said, he took that year off to gather himself. Cindergard has had to figure out himself all over again. And the good thing from what we hear now is that he's reaching those 97, 98s again. So yeah. but that took him a long time sure. to get back to that point. Um, sure. So hopefully nothing serious with Painter. We should be finding out everything. You also, you also have to think about the fact that you know, because he is so young. Yeah. Could this end his career? Mm. You know, he's not a proven commodity. Correct. So, you know, let's say he misses 18 months before he even starts pitching again. Yeah. You're looking at potentially two to three seasons before he even gets looked at to be on a roster again. Yeah. They're going to have to, you know what I mean? Like that will just set his, it could set his career back completely. When you've been in the league 10, 11, 12, 15 years, your career is not getting set back really. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is, but not like this. This guy is known commodity still. Yeah. They're going to give you a chance. He's an unknown commodity that could potentially have the worst surgery you could have as a pitcher. Right. You know, he could be done. You You never know. know. Some, Some guys just never come back for it. I mean, how many times do college players have, big injuries in football yeah and that's just the end of them you know what mm-hmm. i mean you're right uh, a couple He'll of other... have opportunity though he He'll will have an i'm every, sure he will yeah, yeah. every opportunity yeah, for sure. you just hope mentally he's because i liked what i said like you know you're kind of topping the gun pretty high what not sitting around 96 97 hitting, hitting 99 so you I, you like what you see from him it's just yeah it, it's tough especially that day one start and there yeah. was, you know, when we had the interview with Mick, Mickey was even saying like a lot of things he heard, he was probably going to be number five 
So it's tough to, you know, mm-hmm. day one, you first time everybody's so excited and you're kind of stoked that, you know, you, it wasn't a terrible performance, you know, wasn't the best, but you didn't expect the best, but you didn't gave up one run mm-hmm. coming the next day and kind of put a damper in the, in the preseason yep. uh, or spring training really. Yep. Uh, really tough. A couple other news and notes here. Um, the King Bryce Harper uh, will be in camp on Wednesday. Um, according to the AP, he will continue to rehab from his Tommy John surgery and down in Clearwater. Um, if we all remember, man, it's it's already been th- what uh, December four, almost four months since Harper got that Tommy John surgery, and he's been rehabbing in Las Vegas. Uh, the most recent update the Phillies gave was that he was taking dry swings, uh, meaning that mm-hmm. he was swinging a baseball bat but not hitting a ball. Right. Um, so. Look, I mean, that's great news that he's already down there, going to be part of team activities and um, to rehab around the team. So, look, I'm still going to stand by the fact that he's going to be ready by June. Um, that's only three months away. I know. So I'm. Well, yeah, three months. We're yeah. Early so, March. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm excited for this. I think it's just going to the news is going to get better and better for this guy. Uh, he's a mutant athlete. So mm-hmm. um, I'm really pumped. I'm, I'm really hoping this team starts off hot and then he's ready to come back. That would um, be perfect. You I think know. He ever plays right field again? Yeah, maybe late August. I mean, maybe not this season, but do you think he just stays as the DH going forward for us? No. Uh, who knows? A few more years. I think a I few would. more years of right field, but I don't think yeah. they take him out. Yet. I'm I'm a firm believer is if you got a superstar like Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, please just put him in the DH role. Let them do what <laughs> they do best, which is hit baseballs and get on base. Hmm. Like I just the fact that the Angels have let Mike Trout play center field this long, like it's like you don't learn. Like how do you not yeah. learn from history what center field does to players? Like it breaks them Perfect. down. But when when you say that to me though, like a lot of his injuries have been more, especially Bryce's. A lot I feel like a lot of them have been like the fastball to the face, the fastball to the hand. So it's not so much these throwing injuries as much as well. I mean, like, he I got the, the injury the, from throwing the ball. Yeah, but when he missed the, the year before, a lot of it, he, you can get hurt being a DH too. That's my point. Like, you still can. Yeah, how many, times, how many times did Griffey later in his career, like, hurt his running the bases? Oh, his hamstrings and his knees were blown out. Yeah. And they said that a lot of that could contribute to playing every day on AstroTurf in the I game dome. I think it I think it's contributed to playing in Cincinnati. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um a couple other things we actually saw the the benefit of it uh, Sunday afternoon with that Turner and Schwarber hitting number one and number two um, just today. You know, Trey Turner hits a line drive single to right field, advances the second on a fielding error in the first inning, and then boom, Kyle Schwarber hits a four hundred and fifteen foot bomb to center field. What was that? He hit. What did he do? Oh, he hit a, a bomb to center field. A home Can you run. say that? Can you repeat oh. that to Jay? please <laughs> um, what did what did harper do i uh, not harper uh hoskins oh i don't even know no, i never said i'm a hoskins fan i just <laughs> I'm don't sure think he's, he's, sure, you know, he's, he's sure he struck out i'm sure you know i'm sure i'm not you know listen i'm turning over new leaf i'm not bashing our team this year so all right good okay, i'm not so. gonna say nothing negative we'll, we'll we'll leave that for chris <laughs> <laughs> but what it, what it did do man it it's been giving us a glimpse of how that one-two punch of Turner and Schwerber could really play out in, in the mm-hmm. regular season. Um, so, you know, Turner figures to be on base a lot during the season. So that could turn into Schwerber's, you know, league-leading solo homers into a lot of two-run shots. So, um, God, this lineup is going to be it's scary. beautiful thing to think about. 
It really, really Imagine is. how many game, how many times did, did Schwarber hit a leadoff home run to start the game last year? Mm-hmm. If you imagine him now, he's he could be down in the second, the two hole, yeah, starting the not starting the games, but you know, his first at bat to two run home run. Your mentality changes a lot when you're up by one, mm-hmm. then and then two, yeah. So that's I'm actually surprised he's in the two hole, but I, I welcome it honestly. Yeah, it's funny because you know, you've said this so many times, even during the postseason, Dean. Um, something that Jay couldn't understand is that small brain smooth too. (laughs) Jason complained about a a leadoff hitter having almost a hundred RBIs. And I said, well, here's the thing that that six through nine of the Phillies was almost a black hole where if you turn Mm -hmm. that lineup over, He's not getting he's not hitting with a lot of guys on base. I'm not I never complained about it. I just said those home runs are better suited for middle of the lineup. I agree. That's that was my only point. I didn't complain about it. I I love Schwartz. You said he had 46 home runs, (laughs) and you said and then you said (laughs) and then he would always follow that up with an only 94 RBIs. Yeah, but because he was a leadoff hitter, because you're nine whole guys, not you know, you're leading off this because you're number one. It was only ever because he was a leadoff hitter. Not I was I'm mad because those home runs are better suited for Uh, three, four, five. I get it, but can you name the last leadoff hitter in major league baseball that had almost 100 rbis no but i can name the last one that led the league in strikeouts okay i mean that's baseball that's that's <laughs> modern mean, day Kyle baseball. schwarber that's that's modern day baseball jay yeah that's funny you're making me do what i don't want to do so knock it off guys <laughs> this is what i wanted to do so bad it's gonna be good all right so um <laughs> the the main part of the show is we're gonna be talking about um that the phillies had quite a good, great representation in um, MLB Network's um, top 100 players in in Major League Baseball. Uh, Jay, I'm going to start start with you on this. Um, what was what surprised you? Were you happy with the placement of them? Uh, what would maybe something you would have done a little bit differently? Kind of go on, kind of give us your your rundown of your thoughts of, of this list, and if it's a list that you even take seriously, um, because it's going to change year to year. A lot of it, they're kind of a little projecting a lot of what happened last year. Um, so we had seven guys this year: Turner's eleven, yep. Harper seventeen, Romuto twenty nine, Wheeler thirty five, Schwarber mm-hmm. forty four, Nola seventy nine, Reese ninety four. Um. I was a little shocked Reese was in the top 100, um, especially when when I was looking at his stats from last year, like the year before he he had he played 50 more games and only had three more home runs and seven more RBIs than he did um, the year before. And he didn't make the list the year before. So it's kind of like eh, he didn't really do much. I, I just it's tough for me to put Hoskins in, in a top 100 best baseball players. Because the guy yeah. doesn't really give you much. I agree. And he's he's a black hole. He's too streaky. Yeah. Too, and so. he's so streaky. Like the year before, he had 50 less games and hit three less home runs. So mm-hmm. so it's like, and he didn't make it the year, you know, well, two years ago, I guess it would be at this point. But then, you know, he didn't make it last year, but he makes it this year when his stats are about the same in 50 more games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was kind of tough for me. Um, the one I think is a little high and, and I, we just, you know, the guy we just talked about, Schwarber. I, I think forty-four is still a little high for me. Mm. Like I understand the home runs, and I love what he gives us. But to me, <laughs> you're telling me a guy that 
and I'm, I'm not bashing him because I love him. I'm, 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 I love Schwarber now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on the, I'm on the Schwarber bus. Okay. Okay. But a guy that just hits home runs, if you're saying best players in baseball, and I understand home runs and runs are a big part of the game, but it's tough because I mean, you are sp- the game. <laughs> I know, but when you look at a guy like Julio Urias at 50, when you look at a guy That's like ridiculous. Jeff, Jeff McNeil's behind him, you have Brandon Nemo's behind him, Framber Valdez, Alex Manoa. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these guys, Jeremy Pena, Spencer Strider, Shane McClanahan, like a lot of these guys that are behind him. Like I have, I think he's, I think he should be in the top 100. I think 44 is a little high for him. He, he should definitely, I, I would have him somewhere in the 60 to 70 range. Um, but I, you know, I guess after the season last year, kind of led National League and did lead National League in home runs. Um, what was he second or third in the majors in home runs? I, I understand, I, I get where they bump him up a little bit because chicks dig the long ball so i get it i i think he's a top 100 guy i think where he's at is a little high especially given some of the names that are below him mm-hmm. um outside of that I, I think a lot of the guys turner i think has he's 11 he's our highest ranked player um deservedly so we have two of the two two guys that are best at their position and turner and real muto um mm-hmm. Turner, I think, has a shot to be a top five after this season because their 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 lineup is a lot. Phillies, when I was kind of doing my um, looking over everything, their lineup matches up beside total runs scored. Mm-hmm. Their their average, their home runs, a lot of that is right in line with the Dodgers. So missing Harper a lot is going to for the about the first half of the season may drop Turner's number number some. Yeah, but he definitely has a shot to move up into the in the top five, top ten baseball best baseball players which when you look at the guys ahead of him it's tough to really you can make an argument he could be in that eight to ten range Mm -hmm. but uh i think he has the best shot to move up and um yeah i think everybody's pretty i I think real muto 29 i'd have him somewhere in the think in the 20s is good i'd have him probably top upper half uh 20 to 25 i'd put him but i think the other guys are really well placed um nola I'm, i'm glad to see nola in there's been a lot of talk I'm kind of still on the fence of what he deserves and money wise. Mm-hmm. I, I sent you the message yesterday when I was kind of, I was just going through pitchers in the in baseball. Yeah. He, he's a top 15, top 20 guy in ba- like top 20 pitcher, yeah. probably around 16, 17. <laughs> and, and it's best, crazy. Best... Jason it sends me that text. Right. And I said, unfortunately he made the top 15 on my list, which Jay replied, damn, he's going to get, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he's going to get broke off and when you yeah. look at him there's not i was shocked so i was trying to go through it like there's there's not he he's definitely in the lower tier so when you tear him out like there's different even even 15 i, I that to me doesn't mean he's a, you know he's not a degrom type of pitcher but mm-hmm. he's he's in that lower lower second tier high like number one or two guy in that third tier he's going to get broke off so he, he I think he has the biggest potential for jump on this list yeah. um, going in, you know, after the season. Cause I, as much as I, as much as when you see kind of, you, you know what he is, Wheeler, when you look at the career numbers, Nola's career numbers up to when he signed with the Phillies weren't as good as Nola's. Mm-hmm. So uh, Nola doesn't have that, have the gas. He doesn't really, I don't think he, he doesn't have like a strikeout pitch. Um, even though he gets a lot of strikeouts, he doesn't have something that's like, man, that's filthy. But I do think, especially if he doesn't sign a contract this year, mm-hmm. I think or before before spring training's over, 
I think he has a, ma- a massive season. I, I really do. And I think he I think he could be somewhere in the in the 30 to 40 range after this season, because I really think he has a big season, especially if it's in sign, because you always see we I've said it a million times, mm-hmm. guys that are in that free agent year bill off and ball. So mm-hmm. I do think I think he's the biggest one for me that should jump out of the, um, out of the group that's currently in. Makes sense. So here's the, the other thing I want to say before we take our our, our only break here um, for a, a quick ad. When you have a JT Real Muto, who mm-hmm. is the best player in the world at his position, he's ranked 29th on this list. What's a, what's a position? I said on his position. You said with a B. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> so if he's Come the on, best player here. at his <laughs> and Dean saying that naked. Um, so correct. <laughs> when you're the when you have somebody who's the best player at their at, at their position, don't you think he should almost automatically be in the top ten of best mm-hmm. baseball players right now? By higher, at least at least top fifteen. Like the fact that I, I was shocked to see him where he was. I was like, Yo, he's the best catcher in baseball. Yeah. Why is he so low? You know what I mean. I, I look at the list high, though. I, I always get that he's high or low, whatever it is. He should be higher, yeah. but yeah, no, yeah, we yeah, know, yeah, we know, we all know what it. you mean. But when I, when you look, it's tough. When I went through it, one through ten, he definitely, you know, Judge Otani, Trout, like he, he's not in those guys. Um, and I still think even the dudes in eleven through twenty, it, it's tough to me to for me to say, am I taking that? Who am I taking out and putting JT in? I mean, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking out two starting pitchers. I'm taking out Verlander and Scherzer and Alcantara because they don't play every day. I'm taking out Soto. I'm not even gonna lie. I would. I would take out would. Soto the whole list. So yeah, that me, pissed me off. Why is Juan Soto above Bryce Harper? <laughs> because he's a we're a Phillies podcast, so I'm not going to do it. We're not. Oh no! Also, everyone listening, um, Jason also doesn't like Bryce Harper either. I don't. No, no, no. Yeah. That's bull. So, that's bullshit. And, and, and and you can't use injuries love, as a factor because Mike Trout's at like what was he four five? Mike and he Trout's missed. He missed a hundred games last year. Human, but he missed a yeah. hundred games last year, and he's probably going to miss still another hundred this year. That, which is insane. Like don't get it twisted. Um, yeah. Verlander Mike and Scherzer. Verlander, I'm not putting Trout. I'm not putting Ramuto over Verlander and Alcantara. I th- I think him being the number one pitcher in baseball. Alcantara think, was ahead of Verlander and. I think that yeah. is total garbage because mm-hmm. he's there's multiple there's a lot of pitchers on that list. You know, I would take over him. I think he's little high, especially after the second half. So, um, in my my opinion, looking at the list, the the eight Bregman player, too. that the, pisses me off. The eight players ahead of. JT in that 20s list, I would put JT over all of them. I would have put him over DeGrom, Burns, Tatis Jr., who didn't even play last year, Acuna, Bregman, Altuve, Correa, Lindor. Exactly. I, yes, I, I'm fine I, with him in top 20. I would have moved 20, him up nine spots. I could have him. I could, I would that put makes him sense to me in, in the upper about 20 to 21 range. That's where I would have yeah. had him, especially because when I was looking through it, this dude. His stats last year were were phenomenal. What do you have? Twenty, I think twenty five home runs, something like that. You talk about JT. Yeah, twenty. I think he had like eighteen to twenty. Twenty one mm-hmm. stolen bases. Yep. Seventy something. He's a dude that twenty two and and eighty five. If you give, here's my the only issue, and especially when we're talking about moving guys out of position. JT's a perfect. Like I really want him because playing catcher every day, mm-hmm. he's you. You just can't do it. 
But if you yeah. give him 160 games, you give him 600, 650 at bats yeah. a season, this is a 30, 35 home run dude who's going mm-hmm. to give you, you know, would consistently give you 20 steals. So this, it's tough because he he's a dude that if he played 100, 160 games, he's a top 15 player in baseball every year. Yeah, so it's tough to move him out because he's he's so good defensively. You can't you don't want to lose that. Yeah, since he's been a starter in Major League Baseball, you can't if you take out obviously the COVID season. They only played what fifty five games. How many games they play that year in twenty twenty sixty? He caught forty seven of those. So you know he's never caught under one hundred and twenty five baseball games in in you know. As a, as a starting catcher in Major League Baseball, which is insane. I mean, just with the mm-hmm. Phillies alone, he's caught 145, 135, and 140. Like, that's the, – the dude is literally an everyday player as a catcher, and well, he's putting up the numbers that he's doing. Per baseball reference, his 162-game average, 593 at-bats, which for 162 games is awfully low. Yeah. Dude averages 2283 yeah. and, you know, 13 stolen bases, but he's a guy that – He's a catcher. Yeah, he's going to steal. He's going to. He's not getting thrown. Last year, he had twenty-one steals and he's thrown out one time. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy. He's a, a guy that you don't want to take the out from behind the plate. But he's that. He's an offensive powerhouse. Like it's it's it sucks because a guy like him, Buster Posey, Mauer, mm-hmm. lose you lose so many at bats. It's because you have to keep behind the plate because how good they are there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're they're that special special breed. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, that's wild. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll discuss a couple other guys on the list. This is the Ring the Bell podcast. Chris T. Francesco, Jason Kent, Dean Holzapo here with you. We'll be right back in just a few moments. All right, everyone. Manscaped now sells beard products. Look, they took care of your balls for a long time. Now they figured, all right, let's go north, and let's take care of the man's face. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming, with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shave your signature beard um, and just update your look immensely. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using our code BASEBALL20 for 20% off and free shipping worldwide. It's time to tame your mane, gents. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is an absolute juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. I can't stand that. Um, Thank goodness I'm done with that. So thank you, Manscaped, for that gift. That's right. Face grooming does not need to be that difficult. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. They have created four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, there is beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember, guys, that all of your hair is different. Your beard hair is way more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why this kit has made shampoo and conditioner specifically designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard health. Next, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil, an essential piece for your main facial accessory. 
No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath it while adding a little shimmer and shine, making sure you look extra fine. Cap off the kit with the beard balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizers, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts. Not one, not two, three. A beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off and free shipping with our code BASEBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com using our code BASEBALL20. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Welcome back, Ring the Bell Podcast. Now, Jay, what was your thoughts on Bryce Harper's placement on this list? And I won't accept injury because Fernando Tatis Jr. was put on here 26 overall ahead of a guy like JT Real Muto. Um, Bryce Harper was at 17th where he ranked fifth in 2022. What was what was, did you take any issue with Bryce going all the way down the seventeenth? Uh, a little bit, yeah, because he's a top, he's a top ten player in baseball, and I, like when I was going through the list, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even realize Tatis didn't play at all last year. Well, realize how high he was on the list. The guy didn't <laughs> yeah. play it back. So when I look at that, like Bryce Harper, it's tough because he was on pace to do better than he did the. the he year was prior. on pace for the best. Yeah, the best year of his career yeah so it, without injury he's a he's a top 10 player no doubt so you know you can make you can make a case in there he's probably right there with bets um mm-hmm. a lot of it depends on where you put a guy like goldschmidt arenado machado how you rank those dudes because they're so good defensively as well mm-hmm. um yeah it's tough it, to me it's tough to have him that low because yeah. he, he's a top 10 baseball player in, in the league it's mm-hmm. There's no, to me, there's no real debate about it. And it stinks because he's going to miss another half a season this year. So he's probably going to drop even more unless he comes back and just goes on an absolute tear. Um, but yeah, him ha- be- him being at 17 is kind of tough for me because like you said, you have a dude in Fernando Tatis that you're projecting at 20, you know, oh, I'm the 26th best baseball player when he didn't play at all. Like yeah. he, it's tough. He got popped yeah. for steroids. It wasn't like he missed because of an injury. He got banned because he... He cheated. Yeah, he cheated. Yeah. So look, in, in, in 99 games last season, Bryce Harper had all he, he had over a hundred hits. He had 30 doubles, 18 home runs, 65 ribbies, and hit 286. And that was and that 286 and the 365 on base percentage that came regardless of when he first came back. It took him like 15 games to hit a home run. Like it took yeah, him yeah. a long time to get that swing back. And he was still pacing. If he would have played a whole season, he was pacing for uh, 38 home runs and 119 RBIs and would have hit uh, 307. Like he would have been well on his way to another MVP. He really would have. Um, It's just absolutely insane. And I just feel like he's getting disrespected again. I still think he's not going to miss half a season. I still think he's only going to miss about two months. Um, so I think he'll get most of June and then July, August, September, October, and then he'll help us go and win another World Series. If that's a if that's a little bit of a hint of our prediction show in two weeks. Um, uh, so I'm predicting I mean, you guys will forget about this in two weeks, but I'm predicting a very, very special baseball season. Um, so but we'll get to that in two weeks. Um, 
overall though, Dean, your, your thoughts um, on the list. Are, are you happy uh, with how, you know, represented the Phillies were? I know we all agree that we don't understand how Reese Hoskins was in the top 100 in baseball. Um, but overall, did, were you happy with, with where they were represented? Um, I was not happy where Bryce was mm-hmm. for like a hundred percent. I mean, he mm-hmm. absolutely won the top 10 best players in baseball. Um, I, I, I just, I don't understand how he is closer to 20 than he is 10. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Clowns, clowns like Juan Soto are above him. Um, <laughs> but I guess everybody else, I mean, I guess, I mean, Turner's right outside the top 10. I, I could live with that, but Soto, I'm not Soto. Uh, Harper should be in that top 10, even if he was 10, mm-hmm. even if he was 10, he, he's got to be in that top 10. He is one of, you know, he is a season removed from an MVP. I don't see an MVP on Juan Soto's shelf or Manny Machado's shelf mm-hmm. or, you know, half the players that are above him. I don't mm-hmm. see that, you know, and he has two. So mm-hmm. um, put I some respect just, on his name. I just don't understand how <laughs> you can sit there and be like, yeah, he's the 17th best player in baseball. And, uh, you know, a clown like Juan Soto is better than him. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I want to, I want to know what calls Manny Machado. I mean, I think Manny is an incredible baseball player. He really is, but he jumped from 18 to five. So what caused Bryce to drop from, cause what was five Bryce? To, he was five, five to 17. <clears throat> yeah. What caused him to jump back to 17? You know yeah. what I mean? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I mean, what caused? I mean, Max Scherzer is one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he fell back as well. And he had a great mm-hmm. season last year, you know. So, yeah. My question not, also not to talk about another team, but I'm just no understood. An it, it's part of the list. So, um, the, uh, I'm sorry, Jason. Were you surprised to see such a significant difference between Wheeler at 35 and Nola at 79? Like a lot of people, at, which is crazy to me, don't even. I mean, when they mention the Phillies, people say, oh, Aaron Nola is the ace, when it's very clear as day that Zach Wheeler is a significantly better pitcher and is the ace of this team. Were you kind of surprised at the differential there from, from um, 35 to 80, basically? After Wheeler's season last year, yes. Because I, I do think Wheeler dropped. He definitely dropped off some from his Cy Young season or well, what second Cy Young Um, the ERA was still there, but his every, he just looked different. He wasn't hitting, he wasn't hitting the, the speed on the gun early in that season. Yeah. Um, and you could tell, cause they did shut him down towards the end of the, you know, end of the season mm-hmm. uh, with a little bit of arm fatigue. And he didn't really, you didn't really see the gas until the a end lot the less innings too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's tough because a lot of, New age baseball numbers will tell you we, you know, Noel is the best pitcher in baseball. So I, I like, I still like to use the eye test. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the pitchers, when I look at them um, that are in between those guys, you have, you know, Julio Urias, Framber Valdez, Alex Manoa. I'm going to take a lot of those guys over. You know, I had those guys that I had on my list that were ahead of, of Nola, um, you know, a Bieber. Woodruff, mm-hmm. I, I could definitely make you can make a case for him being, you know, right there with Nola. So, you know, overhead uh, McClanahan, I definitely think uh, is better. So I'm, I'm OK with where they have Nola. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if anything, if, if it's I'm not moving Nola up the list, you know, yeah. after last year, like if anything, Wheeler may have come down, but his, his numbers are really good. I mean, he it's dropped 12 really, spots from the year before. Yeah. So, you know, and he, he was just electric the year before. So yeah. it, it's a little bit, but there's not, you know, guys like a Garrett Cole, I think are, are a little high. And, and when Rodon, I think is a little high. So it's, mm-hmm. If you're going to say Rodon's 38, then Nola's got to be 37. But I also, I don't think, Rod- I think Rodon's a little overrated mm-hmm. on the list. And I do think Cole uh, at this you. point is a little, little higher than I would like. Um, so I, I don't know what, what, what are they using nowadays? Cause you'd never hear, you know, everybody says, you know, when you look at the new age metrics, Noel is a top three pitcher in baseball. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. I don't know what they're using to make the list. I like to go by the eye test, you know, and, and you, we know we've been around long enough, watch baseball long enough. We, we know, you know, I know where they're at. I know where I have them ranked. You know, there's some guys that you may go, you know, you could switch them around a little bit, but a guy mm-hmm. like Urias being at 50 should be up more guy like Cole and Rodon should probably be down more, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not as shocked because I Nola just isn't, he's so up and down. It's really tough. Yeah. He, he's not, he's too inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, from and it seems like his rating fits that bill. Yeah, like it's 100%. not like it's not like they're throwing him in that top thirty spot where a lot of new age people who you know pay attention to that stuff will say, "Well, Nola's a top ten pitcher." Well, on this list, he's 80th in baseball in terms of best player in the league. So that well, doesn't players in the league too. I know, but that but 80th doesn't <clears throat> scream top ten pitcher. Like that's no. what that's what I mean. I so, agree. Yeah. yeah, so um, you got to hope that something maybe changes this year. You know, he comes out and has the best season of his career while already signed. That would be nice. If not, yeah. you're never going to see him in a Philly pinch trip again. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to uh, uh, divert away from the Phillies just for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that Jose Altuve is at 23. Yeah, me too. I'm so I'm surprised he's still there. Like, he had a really good season last year. Like when you look at his listen- numbers, it's not bad. You know my feelings on the Astros and all of yes. their players, even yeah. last year's. But he's an incredible baseball player. Oh, yeah. you're saying he should be higher, right? Absolutely. He should be like I closer agree. to the top 10. He's the best second baseman in baseball. God, he almost had a 400 on base percentage last year. Yeah, he had year. a great year last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he really did. He I, he just struggled in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. So he finished so fifth. He finished so it, fifth in MVP. It's just it kind of wild to think that he like 20, like, you got to move those pitchers out of there. Like, you know what's even more ridiculous. wild, Dean? There's a pitcher that had a two two eight and a point nine four two ERA. Um, that's ranked. Where's he ranked? He's ranked in the eighties. He's ranked number eighty one. And I'm going. I don't care about injuries. I'm talking about Sir Clayton Kershaw. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, that dude. Like, should be number one. <laughs> yeah, he, should number one. he should be number one on the list. But uh, yeah, so like, it's how are you judging? You're you're telling you know he's. You're telling me no, you're taking Nola over Clayton Kershaw and no. come on. So like, no. I don't know how they judge the list. Um, yeah. I, think it's like, just, I, I think it's bullshit. I'm going to straight up say it. I think yeah, it's, no, no. I, think it's, it's I agree. Hogwash. I agree. The only one I agree with on that list is <clears throat> Trey Turner. Other than that, I think everybody else should be either moved back or move up. So I, I could agree with like that top three, maybe yeah. that even that top four. Mm-hmm. I mean, Betts yeah. is an incredible player. Right. Trout I would move when, yeah, you know, Aaron he, Judge just had you know, an all time season. That top four is pretty solid. Like, I wouldn't argue with that top four. 
um, in, you know, any order, really. But everything after four, I, I would just throw in the question completely. I agree. Especially um, if you have a Reese Hoskins it, <laughs> in, in your top. Like, I don't yep. know what world we're lo- like. And listen, I, I don't want to. Obviously, not, obviously I'm not a Phillies fan. <laughs> I'm trying not to bash on our team this year because I was told mm. I do it way too much in one of my group chats. <laughs> um, but Reese Hoskins really like defensively. He's not there. Like I still no, like the, the his biggest moment of last season when he spiked the bat after that home run was because you made two errors and were the reason we were Correct. down. Yeah, okay, yeah. bud. So let's calm down and a little bit. But he just unfortunately was negated when he you know fumbled the ball on the first baseline in the, yeah. in the World Series. Series. Potentially, so like, you know, that cost that was the, pretty much the game coster right there. Yeah, he, um, he's a great player when he's when he's on, but it's like he's on every twelfth game, maybe. If that. yeah, you're right, you're right, so. absolutely. He's on every other month. That's realistic, and it's for like, it's for like three <laughs> days at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Um. All right, that wraps up this week's show. So I did have one question for you, though. That's not who. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> who do we have jumping in next season? Nick Castellanos. So I guess that. there could be, I'm going to go to them because I, I do think, I think Bomer, I think Bomer puts together another good. Wow, I think, think that's a big I, one. I do think you, Bomer's in I the think line. that's a good possibility because he's going into his season. Number four, mm-hmm. um, a little more. He's definitely now secure uh, in his yeah. position. He's hitting the ball. Base. Well, so far this spring, yeah, you know, puts hit, a little hit. more power behind the ball, mm-hmm. a little bit better defensive third baseman. Yep. Yeah, I could see it, Jay. I could totally see it. That's a yeah. great one. He's well, a good his, hitter. He's a good exactly. hitter already. Well, that's what they Just brought him up for. And his yeah. second yeah. season in, he, you know, he was struggling a lot, sent him back down. Mm-hmm. Last year, he, he looked like he came into his own. Yeah. Uh, in this lineup where now it's not like when he came up his rookie year or even the year before where he's like, he has to be a guy. Mm-hmm. He can kind of hide behind your Turners, your JTs, your Schwarbers. Mm-hmm. So I think he's in line. I didn't even think about Casty because I was like, eh. But yeah, he's definitely going to jump back into the list. Um, But I think Bomer is a guy that you're going to see go into that list next year, probably in the 80s. Yeah, I do think that's a a great one. Um, All right. So great show, Uh, boys. I really appreciate it. If you guys want to find us on the socials at RTB Baseball on Instagram uh, at Ring the Bell 856 on Twitter. And if you guys have to Facebook, just type in Ring the Bell Phillies podcast and you guys will find us there. Um, again, if you guys listen on Apple, please, please, please uh, rate and review the show. It helps us out big time. Either it's one star or five stars, whatever you want to do. Um, if we record inside the Tokyo Dome, I know I'll get five stars. So uh, six, stars. That, six, six stars. stars. I'm sorry. You're right. Um, so head over there and do that for us. If you're on Spotify, just give us a, a, a five star rating. That would be fantastic. I really appreciate it. Um, so next week we have a two-parter actually next week. We're doing a fantasy baseball show. We're going to have two shows that week because it's, I don't, I really don't feel like recording a one, three hour episode. So we're going to break it up into two parts. Um, and then the following week is a big, big show for all of us. We're going to be getting ready for the start of the regular season. We are going to give everybody our predictions um, and we're going to give um, our projections for the lineup, what we expect out of it, going one through nine. Um, we'll give out our, our projections in terms of team awards, uh, who will be an all-star, uh, will we get anybody as an MVP or a top five, where the Phillies will finish, what we expect out of them in the postseason. If any of us pick them to go to the postseason, I'm sure we all will. Uh, but, yeah, so the probably the – 
biggest show of the year will be in two weeks, which is something we'll be able to look back at all year long in terms of um, uh, our, our, what we predicted so early on. If one of us here says they're going to win the World Series and they do, we can just tell everybody, go back to episode 35 when Dean said that those are going to win the World Series in six games, right? So, yeah, buddy. <laughs> but then go to episode 38 where Dean has him not making the playoffs. <laughs> true when they go one and eight <laughs> in the first week and a half of the season dean is going to come on here and be like you know what thompson's got to get fired Blow the tomorrow. team up <laughs> and mm-hmm. i love it it's it makes everything so no, uh, ba- baseball is the only sport i'm patient with i don't i don't make any uh crazy well there's 162 games i hope you are yeah <laughs> I, that first like that first like six weeks i'm like all right let's get into the rhythm and stuff like that but week number seven you better pull it together. You better it's pull start. It. <laughs> yeah. that's you have precisely six weeks. You get six I gotta, weeks. That's it. I got a shout out too. I got to give one shout out. It was requested 2000, 2005 Philly fan of the year. Mm-hmm. My boy, Rob, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We love the love. And for all you guys that listen, we, we really appreciate the love mm-hmm. and, and support and uh, the follows and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, we're getting to the real. Guys. We're going to be getting into the meat and potatoes of this podcast in two weeks. Um, wait, once this season gets rolling, guys, it's going to be just you know these shows are going to write themselves for all of you, and it's just going to be basically just raw, you know, <laughs> barebacked opinions on, on, wow. on the Phillies um, every Actually, every Sunday be, night. You should stop lying to our listeners. It's going to be the complete opposite. It's going to be one hour of silence. <laughs> um so we're especially after forward- those crash topic losses <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward uh to talking about regular season baseball when everything counts uh and mm. we're really excited for that bring um, back joe girardi no, no he no, helped you. he was the reason we went in the world series so bring him in yeah he him. was the reason bring, bring him, him in him. fire him he started he started the streak. Yeah. Can we just started start over streak. again last year? <laughs> start started he started our streak. Let's bring Girardi back. World Series, here we come. Perfect. Hire him for the first 40 games of the season. Just right. fire him again. Kickstart <laughs> the momentum. Right. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, all right. I'm Chrissy Francesco. That's Dean and Jason. And we'll catch you guys down the road. Have a great rest of your uh, week. And we'll catch you guys here next week. And as always, go Phils.